What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about communication and instruction and their many facets in our lives. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast. Again, I am your podcast host, Jennifer Brand, bringing you words of wisdom from all walks of life. I'm so excited to be back in this vein, back in this moment, back in this way used by God to share with you some of the things that I've been experiencing and just talk around some different things. One of the things that I've learned is some of the um, educator circles that I run running, they love having these talks, right? They love having these conversations and these these courageous conversations, these discussions, these um, series, all of these things to get the conversation going because from conversation, from thought-provoking conversation comes action and change. And so that's what I want to come from this podcast. I hope that you are tuned in. I hope that you are ready. I hope that you are attentive and that you are alert um, because this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So check this out. Last week, I got one of the most amazing opportunities of a lifetime. I mean, the opportunity could not have been more specific to the gifting that I have. It could not have been more uh, right for the thing that I'm called to do. It could not have been more perfect for the timing and the duration that the project would have worked out. I mean, it was perfect. The person was willing to pay. And I prayed for days that I would have people who would come to me and ask of my skill set and need me in such a way, right? Except I got the offer. I smiled. I thank God. I was like, oh my gosh, God, thank you so much. Like, this is so amazing. Like, I almost didn't even expect what was being presented to me. I was very um, shook, actually, that this was happening. Like, right now, at this moment, I was very um, concerned that I would not name the right thing or say the right thing back and that I would lose the opportunity. I was happy because I was like, this is something that I've wanted for so long, but I never really knew how to go about it. And then here it is like in my face, in my door, on my lap, right here, waiting for me to respond. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about that moment of response. A lot of you all have these dreams, have these goals, have these visions, have all of these things that you want to do for the world around you, okay? If you could write down right now your dream job, your dream career, you know, everything that you need, um, money, I mean, all factors considered, money, income, housing, like whatever it looks like, the, the dream opportunity come knocking at your door. And you look it in the face and you don't have a response. Why? Why do you think that if the thing that you wanted the most came to you, you didn't have to go after it. It came to you and you would not have a response. So after spending a whole day on this, I mean, I got this offer 830 that morning. I did not respond. I was not able to send an email back to before seven o'clock that night. So I had almost 12 hours to mull over the thing that I've been praying to God about. I've been wanting, I've been seeking, and I did not feel ready. So that's the first thing. Are you ready for what you're actually praying for? Like, are you actually ready for that thing to knock you off the feet in a more perfect, um, 
in the most beautiful way, beautifully orchestrated. Like you couldn't even have imagined it to be more perfect and more specific to the thing that you wanted. Are you actually ready for that? I shared a status a couple of days ago and it says that blessing that you're praying for, it comes with responsibility. Are you ready for that part? Because I think a lot of times we get ready for the smile. Remember I told you like I smiled, I thank God, I was shocked, I was happy. Like we prepare ourselves for the emotion and for the excitement and for the relief that it will that you will experience upon quote unquote arrival at that opportunity or at that place, but are you ready for the responsibility? So I believe that I was ready, but I wasn't ready necessarily for that part of the responsibility. I should have already taken the step to know the prices, to know the inner workings of what that looks like for me to do business in that endeavor. And I wasn't really sure. Now, so then you ask to ask a question, well, Jennifer, you know, why weren't you sure? This is something you were praying about. This was something that you were seeking God for. This is something that you really wanted the opportunity of a lifetime. Why were you uncertain? So we have to dig down into this uncertainty. Well, there were several reasons why I was uncertain. As, as I shared in my life, my last podcast, I put a lot on my life on hold to really put my family first, to put my marriage first, to put my child first, to really, you know, bond with my family, spend as much time giving them as much attention and love and everything that my family needed. So a lot of my personal endeavors I put to the side that include working on those dreams, even though I never stopped praying about them. My heart never stopped panting for them. So there was a part of the responsibility to stay in depth and stay, um, up to date in the thing that I've been believing God for, right? So then we have to take another step back and say, why would that make you uncertain? Well, you're disconnected. So my question to you is, the very thing that you're praying for, that you're asking God for, that you're believing for, how connected to it are you? If the opportunity slapped you down right now, it hits you in a Facebook DM, an email, a text message, a phone call, an interaction at the store, um, a piece of mail, however it comes to you, However it greets you or however you greet it, are you ready? Are you sure of the thing that you're walking into? For a season, I got really disconnected to the thing that I, to the things rather that I wanted to do. And that cost me. Now, now let me explain when I say cost. It didn't cost me the opportunity. I still have the opportunity. It didn't cost me a client. I still have a client. It didn't cost me confidence because I still know that I'm able to do what I was asked to do and I still know that what I asked was honest so I wasn't asking them fairly um, you know but at the same time it did cost me time because the time that I could have been winning a client the time that I could have been selling a client the time that I could have been maximizing my potential moving on to other opportunities being excited closing a deal doing all these other things I spent in uncertainty and those are all things that you should work out behind closed doors. It wasn't until I got to my door that I recognized that there was some uncertainty. And that's the problem. We can't wait till we get to the face of the matter to deal with the matter. And I share that so many times and I've shared that so many times that it's not our job to um, be at the door. Like, no, you you approach the door before you ever get to the door. You walk in the room before you ever step foot in the room. You sit down at the table and you walk through the deal, the ins and outs, the ups and downs. And that's something that I practiced. But when I took a break and I took a relaxation and I took time off, that didn't mean that the dream didn't keep churning and timing and, and turning. And so that was something that I had to deal with. Um, and so that's why I'm sharing my wisdom from that part of my life with you guys, because it was something that 
I needed to do and that I got, had to do quickly in the moment. Now you say, well, what were you doing for 12 hours? Well, as I shared on my last podcast, my life is no longer my own. So that was a second thing that I had to come to grips with because, again, I'm in this new place um, and, I, and I'm saying I'm in this new place. But I, I really believe that all of us are in a new place, even if your personal world hasn't been affected. Your life probably to some degree has been affected by being in a state of national emergency because of the health crisis that our country and some of the other countries have experienced and worked through. But in some way or another, I know that you've been touched in some way. And so saying that. Um, I'm not being selfish, but I just know that my personal life has also been changed um, like very, very distinctly because of being married during this time and being a newlywed. And so for me, you know, I had to learn that my capacity is different. I don't I can't move the same way that I move. Even podcasting, it was nothing for me to be a single woman, sit down, plop, plop my equipment up, you know, and podcast. Now, it's not so easy. I have a child at home. I'm trying to work at home. You know, if you know anything about children, a five-year-old in quiet time is about five minutes. And, you know, if they go about 30 minutes to an hour, they might be really lost in an iPad or a TV show. But for the most part, children love being around. They love being near. And they make noise. And that's just who they are. And that's okay. But that doesn't work well when I need to be in an environment like this where there's no extra sound so that I can you know, clearly relay whatever it is I need to say. Again, my capacity was different. So in that 12 hours of time, that wasn't my own 12 hours. I wasn't stalling. I wasn't fearful. I wasn't worried. I I was actually living my new life out where I realized, wow, it took me that long to get to a place where I could actually respond. And to be frank with you guys, that 12 hours was between the time he got up and the time he went to sleep. Um, I got I got the opportunity at 8.30. He was already up by that point. But um, it wasn't until after he went to bed, I cleared my mind, I prayed about it, that I was able to get a clear understanding of what I needed to do and, and push back on the offer, okay? So that's one of the things that I think is very important Um when you're walking through these life challenges or you're seeking God about something particular, you have to know what the answer looks like. Okay. So that's my third thing. We got to know what the answer looks like. I wasn't particularly certain in the moment of opportunity that that was the answer I was looking for, but it did look like the answer I was looking like. Now, let me explain that. Why would that not be the answer I was looking for? It wasn't the answer that I was looking for for several reasons. It didn't come through who I thought it would come through. It didn't, it wasn't delivered the way that I thought it would be delivered. And I wasn't sure how to respond in a way that I thought that it would be received because again, it wasn't what I had pictured in my mind, but who am I? to limit God? Who am I to tell God who to use to bless me? Who am I to fixate this image in my mind and settle myself on that and on that alone? Who am I, right? And so I want to share those same thoughts with you and I want to share that same dialogue with you. What is it in your mind that you have fixated, idolized almost, that this is the way that this is going to be in my life and this is the way that it should come and this is the the who or the type of people that it should come through and this is the only way that I will receive it? That is problematic because you have limit and box in God to the fixation of your imagination. And God is, is infinite. We are finite. You cannot think well enough or imagine well enough for his grandiosity, for his 
intricateness for his detailed orientation you can't do it like one thing I love about God he says in Ephesians 320 that he can do more exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work in us and so it frees us from having to have the perfect diction to formulate the perfect question to go before time to ask an eternal God to come into time and, and fixate this the situation for our favor it frees us from having to have the ability and the mind capacity to think on a God level to see our our situation our circumstance all the factors and details from his perspective and then think of the right thing imagine the right thing so that we then make alive and manifest his will and i love that he puts it above us because if it's above us it's with him and i just love that verse a lot of people like it because the former adjectives that say you know he can do exceeding abundantly above all but to be truthful that principle that magnitude of God is demonstrated in a lot of other verses than just that one. And so I like that God absolves us from the responsibility of having to think perfectly enough or to ask perfectly enough because those are the powers that we have. The powers of our word, the powers of our mind, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's scripture. That's Bible. So um, he frees us from having to do that. In saying that, we have to be flexible. Going back to one of my former points, we have to be flexible and open-minded to God. We have to be open to the different possibilities, to even seeing the possibilities that we couldn't see, like the offer that I got. So my question boils down to, are you afraid? Are you afraid of the very thing that you're actually believing God for? You put your faith out there. You fasted. You believe God. You've confessed it. You've embodied it. You've embraced it. But are you afraid? Like, are you afraid to receive the thing that God has for you? Are you afraid of receiving blessings? Are you afraid of receiving any consequences that may come with it? Are you afraid of hearing no? Are you afraid of any rejection? One of the things that I did struggle with in responding to the offer of what I call of a lifetime, the offer of a lifetime, is wondering what they would respond. It was wondering, okay, I, I know the value of what I'm at being asked, and I know my worth in this position, but what does that look like? And what do they think? Is this actually the opportunity or is this posing as the opportunity? And if they say no, what does that mean about me? I think a lot of times that we internalize rejection because we don't understand what it means. A lot of times we put ourselves and our personhood on the table and we aren't actually focusing on the issue or the circumstance revolving why someone or something was rejected. One of the most common places that we experience rejection and we internalize it is in our dating and intimate relationships because we think with when the relationship doesn't work out that something's wrong with me. And that's not always the case. Perhaps it could be some other factor that you do or don't know. And this is just kind of a silly joke, but I read, scrolling through my Facebook, I read where one of my Facebook friends uh, stated that she stopped talking to a guy because he said he didn't like chicken. 
I mean, that is very superficial. That's a preference. I mean, the guy could maybe not like chicken that day. He could like it tomorrow. Maybe the guy was a vegan. You know, we don't know, but that's a very small reason to just completely cut off somebody. There's nothing for what we know from based on the status. There's nothing wrong with him as a person. She didn't say anything about things about him he can't change. So therefore, we can't make any assumptions past what she said, but beginning to think about the reasons why people tell us no. As humans, as people wanting to be accepted and loved and praised and celebrated, we don't like hearing the word no. I'm grown, okay? Like, I'm a whole adult, a whole wife, a whole mommy, and I don't like hearing the word no. I've never, ever liked the word no. As a matter of fact, one of my <laughs> one of my statements used to be, I don't know a no. And let me say that again. I don't know, K-N-O-W, a no, N-O. I don't know a no. And the reason why I would say I don't know a no is because I'm going to find the yes. I hear your no. I acknowledge your no. But I don't accept your no for me. I'm going to find the yes. And in finding my yes, a lot of times I found my way. And I think that's what we have to do when it comes to these opportunities of a lifetime, when it comes to... um approaching these situations before we ever get to them when it comes to dealing with what we believe on the inside about ourselves. So I want to deal right now with some of those questions that I ask, talking about if you struggle with receiving the blessings of God, if you struggle with rejection, if you struggle with hearing no, if you struggle with believing these are all issues of the heart and these are all issues of the mind. These are all issues about what you believe about yourself. One of the things that I have learned and recently being married and also being in this new place. It's a dichotomous place of having a man who loves you unconditionally and who wants to do any and everything for you and seeing you thrive and soar all of the things that your heart desires and simultaneously at the exact same time having a child who is truly a child who is completely dependent on you, who completely doesn't care or see or understand the things that you want to do or how they're mannerisms or their activities or their interests or their questions can tire you, drain you, frustrate you, um, distract you, um, pull from you. They don't know because they're children. So it's this dichotomous place of constantly being, you know, love, wooed, spoiled, and then being completely selfless and open and giving and gracious and merciful. And so it's crazy, but it is powerful because it helps me to be balanced and to see um, how we believe about ourselves as people. We don't like hearing no. We don't believe sometimes that some of the best things that have been sorted up for us are what we deserve because what we believed about ourselves as I've shared I was a single woman like very very single woman I'm talking about leaving on my own doing my own thing come and go as I please doing whatever it is that I wanted to in my space and my time and um to go from that to a full family um having other people's needs depend on you was like a 180 completely and so some of the things that I felt or that my husband felt were afforded me because of the marital union, I didn't believe that I was worthy of. That's a personal issue. Is it, is it that you have some things going on that you don't believe that you are worthy of? Is it that 
you have told yourself because when you were single or when you were in another season of your life, when you weren't able to afford those things, when you weren't able to do or have those things, now that God is trying to deliver you to another season where he's provided the bounty, where he's opened your eyes to his provision and he has afforded you a way of life or doing that you weren't able to previously do, that you've taken the old mindset into a new place. The Bible is clear when it discusses putting new wineskins and old new wine and old wineskins you want to be fresh in all things and so that may take some renewing of the mind the same for rejection could it be that maybe you aren't dating successfully because you fear no could it be that you haven't progressed in your dating process because you don't want to hear no I mean so we're talking about opportunities marital close relationships personal relationships but rejection can come from anywhere at any time in any form it's just how much it's affected you and how much you believe about yourself do you believe you're worthy of a yes that was one of the things that I dealt with in that moment that I didn't realize until hindsight that I'm worthy of a yes. I'm worthy of that opportunity. I have the tools. I have the education. I have everything that I need to fulfill that job assignment. Do you? Do you believe those things about you? Do you believe that you have what it takes to have that partnership, to have that connection, to have that opportunity of a lifetime? Are you ready for the blessing and the responsibility that comes with the thing that you're believing God for? Those are the things that I think And at this place, I can confidently say that I know that make a difference in us being the people that God's called us to be and walking in the blessing that was preordained for us. I mean, it's just a deep breath kind of thing because, you know, we need people to believe God and we need people to walk into those next levels. Because truthfully, you know, if you don't, what is the purpose of your faith? What is the purpose of believing God for the next level? What is the purpose in believing God for what you can't see? What is the purpose in putting your faith in things that are hoped for that you have no evidence of coming to pass right now? And in a world that we live in like now, like we need faith now more than ever. Okay. Like we need to believe God. We need to know that he's there and we have to believe that from the pits of our souls. So, Um, in working through this opportunity and working through the door of opportunity and the, the place of a lifetime, what are some takeaways that you can think of when you walk yourself through that opportunity? Or let me talk to this other crowd. Maybe you're like me and you've already had the opportunity of a lifetime slap you on your door. Maybe you've already had the opportunity of a lifetime greet you and you weren't ready. You didn't have the answers. You were uncertain. You were fearful. You were afraid of rejection. Maybe you went as far as trying to be a people pleaser. Like, okay, now that we have all that out of the way, what are you going to do next time? Because I guarantee you that this is not the last time that an opportunity like that will come to you. So what are you going to do with it? Like, how are you going to be better? And what have you learned? And what can you apply? If you haven't gotten there, what what can you learn? And what should you know so that you can be there and be present? Not struggling with imposter syndrome, not struggling with insecurities, not struggling with anything other than knowing that you are God's own masterpiece and you are God's perfect creation and that you were made and created for such a time as this to walk into the thing that he's called you to do because he called you to do it and he loves you so much he loves you so much he orchestrated a divine moment just for you to experience his grace and love and to walk into the opportunities and things that your heart desires so that's the question 
and I'm going to leave it to you to answer it. So until next time, guys, meditate on that. If you have any additional thoughts that you want to share, um, send me a voice message, email, DM, uh, Facebook, Instagram me. Let me know what's up. I do have a Twitter, but I don't really get on it. But yeah, hit me up there. I will check it because I'll see the notification. Anyway, guys, I love you all. Thank you for being awesome. Until next time, guys. Peace, love, and hair grease.